thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so thankful today that I can speak to you about Joseph. We have come to the conclusion of this uh, short series about the four Josephs in the Bible. We talked about Joseph, the son of Jacob, who the Lord used and sent before his brothers uh, that through him he might, the Lord might preserve life. We talked about Joseph, the husband of Mary, whom the Lord used to take care of that which was not his own, but yet he had to take care of it as if it was his own. We have talked last time about Joseph of Arimathea, when all people abandoned Jesus and when he was hanging on the cross and he died there, giving his life for us in our place that we might live and that we might be saved. We see everybody left him. Nobody cared about the body. But Joseph of Arimathea, he came and he took care of that body and what he had prepared for himself, his grave, he gave for the body of Jesus. And what a blessing it is when we give what we have prepared for ourselves to Jesus, because I tell you, God will multiply it and bless it back to you. And I talked about the example, how the body of Jesus is an example of the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, all those Josephs through history and through time. Oh, not only the ones I'm reading about in the Bible, but also those that have been in the history of the church until today. I tell you, oh, they are blessed men and blessed women. We also have women who have the heart of Joseph and who are doing the work of Joseph And I just want to encourage you today to be like a Joseph and to give yourself. And when you are going through certain times in your life, the journey of your life is taking you through difficulties or through a difficult time. And maybe you are being tested and maybe you are struggling and you have been disappointed and you're hurting and suffering. Oh, I tell you, my dear friend, Don't let that hurt and suffering bring you to a point where you become bitter and start working out of a bitter spirit. Oh, there are many bitter pastors in the world, and I can understand it with my mind. I can understand it when I hear their life's story. But still, oh, I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. It is good news to those suffering pastors And maybe not just the suffering pastors, but also the suffering sheep. I know there have been many sheep who have suffered also some because of the pastors or some because of uh, members and other sheep. And, And of course, we see the work of the enemy who wants to use that suffering or that time of suffering or the disappointments in life to bring bitterness in a heart. When we work out of a spirit of bitterness, I tell you, we can try to do good, but that spirit of bitterness will come out. But we need to work out of a spirit of love, out of the spirit that Joseph had, out of the spirit of Christ, where love prevails. Oh, let love prevail in your life. And we have the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, who is with us and who will help us if we are just willing And he even wants to work in our will that we become willing to give all that pain and suffering and all those disappointments to him and not abort our life mission, our calling. 
God has a calling for your life. You are alive in this time because God wanted you alive in this time. And he has a plan and a purpose with your life. And I tell you, my dear friend, oh, how the enemy would like to use all the circumstances in your life for you to abort your calling and to just live life, uh, a mediocre life. Or don't be content with a mediocre life, but rise up and live the life that God has for you. He has a life of blessings and not just blessings for you to get, but blessings to give. He wants to give through your life. Oh, he wants to bless others through your life in many ways that you cannot even imagine or contemplate. God is able to do it. And what about the suffering then? What about all these times of pain and times of disappointment? Well, we know that God is able to use all things for our good. He wants to use it for our good, for your good. That time and that moment of suffering can become a defining moment in your life where all that resentment and all that pain comes to a climax and you surrender it to God and that heart of yours is broken and suddenly to the most deep parts of your heart there is that spirit of Christ, that spirit of love, God himself is flowing there and suddenly you become a changed man a changed woman, and now you are working out of a spirit of love. Oh, you have been broken to the last deep part of your spirit, of your man, of your heart, and now there is love found there. There is grace found there. God's goodness is found there. Oh, hallelujah, when that happens and when God is able to give that and do that in your life. It's a process. Oh, I know it's a process. Our life is a process. And these things don't happen overnight. But as we daily walk in obedience, as we daily walk with him, oh, aren't you glad he walks with us every day, every hour, every minute. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is with us all the days of our life. Yes, he is with us to the end of this world. And while we are here and until Jesus comes, he has a task, a task for us. A ministry. Oh, maybe your ministry is at home for your children. Maybe your ministry is for your neighbors. Uh, your ministry, of course, in church. And your ministry at the workplace or at school where you are maybe a student. Yeah, that is the, the field that God has entrusted you, that God has placed you in. And work in that field. But work like Jesus worked. Work with love. Be motivated by love. Sow seeds of love. Sow seeds of encouragement. And work out of the spirit of Joseph. God will send you before others to go a, a, a way of suffering and pain. That through that suffering and pain, your obedience can be made perfect. But also that what you have learned in that time of suffering can be used. You can use it. It can be used in your life that you can encourage others who are now going through that same kind of thing in their life. Oh, you will be blessed, my friend, if you can use all those things of your life that were seemingly so negative and you can use them for the good that you say, devil, you wanted to bring me down. You wanted to destroy me. You wanted me to disappear or you wanted to make me so full of anger and hatred and bitterness that I would be angry on the whole world 
angry against the church, against the pastor, against the brothers and the sisters, against even God himself. But I'm glad, hallelujah, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit and for your word, Lord, that you have did not let the devil have success in my life, but all these walls and all these things have been broken down. And now there is a spirit of love up to the innermost depth Uh, parts of my heart and of my life. And it's just your love is just flowing, 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 flowing like a mighty river. Oh, Lord, have your way with me and you become a blessing. Well, you know, we have come to the final Joseph I find in the Bible and we can find him in Acts chapter four. And I'll read to you uh, verse 36 and 37. Acts chapter 4, verse 36, 37 says, And now Joseph, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, who was surnamed Barnabas by the apostles, which interpreted means son of encouragement, sold the field which belonged to him and brought the sum of money and laid it at the feet of the apostles. Well, if there's one thing we have learned in these sessions, it's that Those Josephs in the Bible, they were all givers. They gave themselves. They gave their life. They gave their heart, their energy, their strength, their whole being for the good of others. And uh, let us follow that great example. Or when you live to give, I tell you, you will never come short yourself. The Lord will bless you so abundantly. But especially here in the conclusion, And coming to this fourth Joseph, we find that his name was also son of encouragement. Oh, what a wonderful name to have. I know there are many who feel they have the blessing. uh, Excuse me. I know there are many who feel they have the ministry of discouragement. (laughs) I mean, they always talk such discouraging words. But how wonderful it is if you are an encourager. Oh, let's be an encourager. Let's encourage others to fulfill the calling that God has put on their life. But, you know, in the gospel, in the church of Jesus Christ, money is an important thing. We talked about other things, but now let me speak to you about money for a moment. Uh, If you want to do ministry, money is important. No money, no ministry. If you want to organize a crusade somewhere, you have to go there. It costs a ticket or you can look all holy and dress all holy and go to the counter of the airlines and say, oh, I'm on a mission of God, or they'll be happy for you. But yet you have to show them a ticket and the ticket needs to be paid for. And you can smile all you want, but without a paid ticket, they won't let you on board that airplane and you will never arrive at your destination. My friend, money is important for the ministry to go forward. And some people, you can talk about everything, all kinds of things you can talk about. But when you talk about money, suddenly they become deaf or suddenly they become uninterested or or even angry or they don't want to hear about it. But I'm so thankful for those Josephs in history. When God wanted to do something, he found a Joseph who would give their money so that the ministry could go forward, so that the work of God could go forward, so that the gospel could be preached. It, It cost money to rent an auditorium or a piece of land to have the crusade. It costs money 
to print the flyers and to buy the advertisement time on TV and radio. It costs money to build a platform, to rent the speakers and the lights and the chairs and everything that is needed. It costs money, my friend, for all the work, everything that you do for the gospel. It costs money to buy a church building. It costs money to paint it and to fix the roof. It costs money to buy the chairs and uh, to start the church and have the instruments and everything that is needed to have church. It costs money. And you know, there are so many mission projects around the world and it all costs money. It costs so much money. And you know, you can be all holy and you can tell your pastor when he comes with a great idea, God-given idea to do some mission trip or some mission project. You can be all holy and say, oh, pastor, you better get on your knees and pray for that money that God will open up heaven and that he will send that money down. Well, let me tell you, God doesn't uh, rip heaven open and he doesn't throw down a few coins, golden coins from heaven. He talks to his Josephs in the world today who have a heart to support missions, to support the church. And here we find this Joseph. He saw there was a momentum. He saw that the apostles were going around preaching the gospel. These apostles many times didn't even have time to eat. They didn't even have enough sleep. They were preparing sermons. They were preaching sermons. They were cleaning the tables. They were taking care of the flock. They were counseling people. They were going from city to city. They were correcting the church. They were writing letters and doing whatever they could. And there was this Joseph who saw, hey, this costs money. Somebody needs to help them. If we can give more money, oh, more of the gospel can be preached. If we can give more money, then uh, the tracks can be printed. Then the next crusade can be even bigger because of the advertisement. Yes, my dear friend, there was this Joseph, a Levite, and there was a call in his heart that what he had, that piece of land, which maybe. I don't know, he was maybe renting it out or maybe it was giving him a crop or maybe he was selling the fruit that grew there or maybe he had it for later for when he would be old that he could sell it and have his pension plan in that way. But he thought, let me put it to use. Let me not let it lie idle there. Let me not let it go to waste now. Oh, you know, some people... They had money and that money could have been used for the gospel, but they didn't want to part with it. Just like that rich young ruler, when Jesus said, sell all you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. Oh, he was so stuck to that money that he didn't want to part with it. And I tell you, I don't know what he did with his money. If he maybe enjoyed a bigger house or a better car or a better lifestyle, but at the end, he couldn't take it into the grave with him or to the afterlife. Uh, he had to part with it anyway, but he used it for himself so it did not yield any fruit and it didn't give any blessing to after generations. But I must think of all the Josephs in the world that God was able to speak to their heart that what he had given to them a piece of land because don't forget whatever you have land, house, cars, whatever you have nothing is ours. Everything is the Lord's. 
But I tell you, this man Joseph, he felt that calling of the Lord. Oh, what can I do that the gospel can be preached? What can I do to support the apostles? What can I do that what I what has been given to me can become a greater uh, to a greater use that that can be used in a great way? He saw that piece of land and he thought, let me sell it and let me give that money to the apostles that they can use it for the gospel. And you know, there were so many. I must remember a story. Oh, we wanted to start a radio station and we had made a list of all the costs and it came out to some weird amount. You know, it wasn't a round uh, number, but it was some weird amount. And uh, we knew that God had put it in our heart to start that radio station. And so we were praying, Lord, we feel that this is your will. And we, we know this is the vision you gave to us. And Lord, now we need a supply. Oh, somehow the bills need to be paid for the equipment that we can buy that airtime and, and go and put that station into the air and that the gospel can go around the world. And we were praying for that. And you know, on the other hand, there was another man who was praying and he was seeking the Lord. Oh, Lord, what is your will for my life? Oh, Lord, oh, I want you to bless me, bless my family. Lord, I want, to, I want you to use me. And the Lord spoke to him as he was on his knees in a barn. The Lord spoke to him and said, go to your bank and uh, take everything out of that savings account and bring it to Masbach to be used for the gospel. And he prayed and said, Lord, this cannot be you. Oh, Lord, I don't want to give that all to Masbach. Oh, Lord, but use me in any other way. And he kept praying and the Lord kept speaking to him, give that money. And he said, no, Lord, I don't want to part with it. And he was struggling with it. Well, I don't find that strange. I tell you, my friend, sometimes we struggle with what God asks of us. Usually afterward, on the other hand, we say, oh, Lord, forgive me for, 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 for uh, procrastinating. Forgive me for, for, for not acting immediately. Oh, what did I hold on to? It was just little money. It was just this or that. Oh, Lord, forgive me for not giving it immediately to you. But sometimes we are struggling. Uh, we are not ready to part with it, but the Lord, he speaks to us and said, come on, give it to me. Come on, I will use it. Come on, don't be afraid. If you do it, if you will be obedient to me, it will be used for my glory and you will be blessed. Oh, I will never be anyone's debtor, but I will bless you. And so finally, after two weeks, this man stood up from his knees, walked out of his barn, went to the bank, took all the money out of his account, out of his savings account and brought it to the ministry and threw it on the desk and said, here, use this for the gospel. I need to get rid of it. I cannot stand it anymore. I'm going crazy. I've lost all my peace because I've not been obedient in these two weeks. Well, these were exactly the weeks that there was prayer on this end for the Lord to supply. And you know, because he emptied that one account uh, the amount was not a round account, uh, a round number. It was a strange number. But do you know that that strange number was exactly the strange number that all the bills had added up to of all the things that were necessary to start that radio station? Oh, I'm so glad that there was a Joseph. Oh, this man struggled and this man, he did not do it immediately. Yes, okay, I can understand that. But he was not completely disobedient. He went ahead and he became 
became that Joseph, like the Joseph I'm reading about in the book of Acts, and he gave so that the gospel could be preached. Oh, my dear friend, I want you to be that Joseph, just as I desire to be the same Joseph. Oh, I don't want to be stuck to my money or to earthly possessions or things. I'm so thankful for the things God gave me in my life and for the things I can enjoy, enjoy in this nation, how he blessed me. But on the other hand, if the Lord asks it, I pray, Lord, always give me that heart and attitude of Joseph that I will give it to you and give it so that the gospel can be preached. And Joseph, oh, that spirit of Joseph, that spirit of Christ, it says, Christ, he emptied himself in heaven. He gave all his glory and all everything he was. He gave it all to become a mere mortal man in the flesh to pay the price on the cross. Oh, how much more should we give what we have, which he gave to us back to him so it can be used for the gospel. Oh, my dear friend, I hope you will take an example of these four Josephs. And let me just pray a prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for the Josephs in history who gave that your gospel could go forward. Mission trips could, could go forward. Churches could be built, Lord, and all the other blessings that have been brought to the world because of different Josephs who gave what they had and that the gospel because of that could be preached. And I pray those that have given what they had, Lord, bless them for what they did. But I also pray for those who are still holding on to those earthly possessions and you have been speaking to their heart, Lord. Oh, release them today that they will give to you what you are asking of them so that the gospel might be preached around this world. And I know, Lord, they will not do themselves short because they give unto you, because you are no man's debtor, but you will bless them abundantly. I thank you, you will do it. And not just them, but also their seed, Lord. You will bless them because of what Papa or Grandpapa or Grandmama, Grandmother has done. You will bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 